It's the thing nightmares are made of. You know, it's so creepy that I decided to uh, have a bolt put on the door, and I'm having my son sleep in here with me. Creepy only begins to describe it. It's like an alternate reality, really. When she'd get home from work, Fasika Tafara started noticing things yeah. out of place in her home. No, they were just all open, but what was weird is, so for example, they were open like this, but they were all at the same level. First, the windows, then lights turned on. Her cabinets pulled out. It's intended to let me know that somebody has been here, essentially, right? So all of the drawers have been pulled out. And Something strange every single day for almost the past month. She finally realized someone has been coming inside. Are people following me? And then I started to wonder also, well, how do they know when I'm here and when I'm not here? Then Tafara found this small camera in her 11-year-old son's bedroom. So she took to the internet and started digging. What she found? Something called community or gang stalking. It's an eerie practice aimed at your psyche to make you almost feel like you're going crazy. The psychiatric definitions of delusion tend to focus on really two principles. Uh, one is that the ideas that you have are not very vulnerable to evidence. The other is that people in your culture don't share your beliefs. The question becomes, if you can find 10,000 people on the internet who believe the same thing as you, is it a delusion? Is it bizarre? Quite possibly not. If everybody believes this stuff, how is it in any way insane? Stalkers have a new tool for tracking and monitoring their victims. They're using mobile apps and digital surveillance software, better known as spyware. It can remotely access text messages, emails, and calls. Stalkers can also track their target's location and even turn on a device's camera and microphone. To surveil someone through their phones, through their uh, certainly through their television sets. The last year and a half, he's been systematically followed by a group of people. Does the FBI use drones for surveillance on U.S. soil? Yes. New Associated Press investigation shows that the Bureau has its own little air force with scores of planes flying over American cities, recording video and tracking cell phone conversations. Snowden says he was astonished back then at the access he had at his fingertips, most notably including a computer program that, as he put it, could get inside your thought process. When I think about an instance that, that really just struck me as, oh my God, we can do this, and that we can do it to anyone, was that people at NSA, analysts, can actually watch people's internet communications, watch them draft correspondence, and actually watch their thoughts form as they type. As you write a message, you know, an analyst at the NSA or any other service out there that's using this kind of attack against people can actually see you write sentences in the backspace over your mistakes and then change the words and then kind of pause and, and, and think about what you wanted to say and then change it and it's this extraordinary intrusion not just into your communications your finished messages but your actual drafting process into the way you think
ever felt like you're being watched, uh, being followed as you go through your daily life? Things seem to be out of order. You know, some random chaos going on around you in, in your normal day activity. Things just are out of place. Eyes are watching you. You feel like everybody's talking about you, whispering behind your back. Well, you may be, in fact, the victim of community stalking, mob stalking, or what is most commonly known as gang stalking. That's what we're going to talk about here today on the show. This is Down the Rabbit Hole. I'm Big D. I'm Brad Valentine. And welcome along, everybody. This is an interesting topic that we're going to do tonight. It is. And it's scary. <laughs> it is. And it's, uh, I got to give uh, one of our listeners credit because I had heard of it, but I hadn't really paid a lot of attention to it because I think it goes along with a lot of the stuff we've, that we've talked yeah. about. And, but I didn't realize <clears throat> that it was so pervasive. According to stats <clears throat> that I have seen, there's up to 10,000 people who have reported or are reporting being gang stalked uh, on a yearly basis. Yeah, I know. One of the things for me, I'd heard of it before, but I'd only heard of it in um, the aspect of a certain religion. So, which is and I've heard where it tied most to, of my research I've heard goes it, into. I had heard it being tied to like Freemasons. I'd heard it being tied to law enforcement and to like whistleblowers. And see, that's another way that I, I've seen it, but I mean, it's kind of everything that I'd heard before I started researching it today, which actually most of my research does focus on kind of my thought, what, what I had known of it before, because we talked about that I was going to kind of look at, you know, where it happens for real, yes, you know, um, and that's kind of it was Scientology. Right. So I want to, I want to, let's, let's just lay some groundwork here because <clears throat> Brandon and I talked about this last week. Uh, it's, it's a subject worth delving into. Yes. And, and I've actually found out a lot more about it over the week as I've dived down into yeah, it gets this creepy. really crazy rabbit hole. And um, But kind of the way we're going to attack this today is Brandon's going to take <clears throat> the uh, proponent side of it. Yes. That this is, that this is actually happening. And I'm going to take the sort of pr 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 protagonist side where... Because there's a lot of evidence, too, that it's just uh, crazy people. Yeah. And that, does, that doesn't... So let's just put this out there. Let's be, let's be real. Yes. That's not how we actually feel. No. It's just how we assign this to each other. So, yeah. So, so when you're going through, don't think that Big D's like, this is all crap and it doesn't right. happen. No, because no, we'll, we'll wrap yeah. it up at yeah. the end and I'll, I'll give you my actual thoughts on it. But I, I came at this story from the angle of, okay... What's the other side of this? Like, what what are the what are the professionals saying? What's what's the um, you know what are the police saying? <clears throat> what's really happening here? You know, behind people just making wild claims, and so that's that was my assignment. And Brandon's assignment was, hey, I'm going to dive in and find out what's going on and 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 how how this could and probably is real. Yeah. So as I as I play my role. D don't just automatically assume I'm poo-pooing this. Yeah. But uh, I do think it's important to tackle the subject from both angles. And because is. I think there's legitimacy in both. 
And I agree. I mean, looking through it, you know, and that's the kind of thing to really research the one side. You almost have to research them both a little bit. And I agree that there are a lot of angles that show that some people, in some ways, it's not really maybe gang stalking. In some cases that I saw that it's almost more of a mental illness issue. Yeah, I'll talk about that. So I'll, I'll yeah. definitely talk about that. I did. I, uh, I really dove deep on this one because it intrigued me. Yeah. And and by the way. To all you, uh, our listeners out there, we had some really great emails this week. You mm-hmm. guys are on top of it. Yes. You're seeing a lot of things out there um, that are fascinating and interesting, and you're sending them in to us, and we greatly appreciate that. This is a topic from one of those emails. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can, for those of you who haven't emailed us, you can email us at uh, down the RH, D O W N, down the RH at protonmail.com. If you just want to be on our our list in case we get canceled for some reason, and, and it hasn't happened, Not we yet. don't anticipate it happening, but who knows? There, uh, this is why we're not on YouTube. We speak the truth. One of the things I would just say this before we get into the topic: we get a lot of emails saying, "Hey, why aren't you guys on?" And then they'll name whatever platform. Why aren't you guys on this platform? Why aren't you guys on that platform? You guys would be so much bigger and whatever. Well, a that's not our goal. No. I, I really don't care. Although our numbers are amazing, you you guys who you guys who listen, uh, we thank you so much. It's beyond our wildest dreams. But we know for a fact that if we were to go into some of these said platforms, such as YouTube um, and, and and others, we would get banned. And so. Oh, yeah. Why, why put the effort into it? And I know there's, I know there's Rumble, and I know there's Proteon, and other Brighteon, and um, uh, and, and Bitshoot. I know they're out there. We may at some point put them up on those. I monitor those, and they do seem to be pretty open and free speaking. And, and I rely on some of them actually for my material. But at the same time, we are where we're at. I think in my life. Being a truth seeker, seeking out the truth, I find things that because I go seeking for them. And so we just want to put these out there as like little time capsules. And the people who are seeking the truth, will they will run across it at some point, and it will either touch them or not. And, and that's basically it. We're, we're not in it for fame. We're not in it for fortune. We're not in it to grow a massive audience or to be super popular. What what we're in it for is really for ourselves, and not to sound selfish, but th- this is a labor of love. We love doing it. It's something that's it's our passion, and so we put it out there uh, just sort of in the wind, and those who find it and appreciate it, we love you. Yeah, and, and that's so true. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, honestly, if you look at my midweek episode, that really had nothing to kind of do with the conspiracies, but it was just something I wanted to research, and I liked. Yeah, I, I, I love I, the Black I, I, I love I, the Black Sox. I was really, really, really busy this week. And I feel like I didn't. I, I still feel like I didn't give them justice. I mean, there's so much more I could have talked. No, about. I'm looking forward to hearing. That. It I'm was doing awe. at the end of this week. I'm doing a road trip. Uh, I'm driving to Montana, and uh, it's in the queue. It's uh, in the queue. I, yeah, I love so, the idea of the Black Sox. And once I really started researching it and really finding out the truth, I'm like, oh. Well, and I'm a huge baseball fan. I've been been since a little kid, so I'm really looking forward to hearing your take on it. Because I've I've done a lot of study on the Black Sox yeah. and and I did do I put some good there's some good articles or good websites that I put on the the, oh, the description yeah. excellent that give a lot about Shoeless Joe because I'm a huge Shoeless Joe put him in the Hall of Fame people yeah put him in the Hall of Fame absolutely put I think you should put Pete Rose in 
Because he didn't do anything wrong as a player. No. And that's one thing, too, I want to say, you know, if you have any other things, I get some really good messages on uh, Instagram. So give I do your, have give an Instagram. The gram, give your gram. It uh, is Mr. underscore B underscore 666. And that's Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R spelled out. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore B underscore 666. Um, I get a lot of good content on there. And for those that have asked, the cat's name is Ruben. So, oh, you put cats in your pictures? There's all sorts. I have pictures of my cat all the way. I call him oh, Studio okay. Cat. So okay. he he hangs out in the, the studio. Yeah, well, so we have Ruben on your side. We have Rocky yep. on our side. Yep. Rocky Ruben the on. Wonder Dog. Occasionally, you know, we'll have Stitch too, who's the other cat. Okay. Our cats are named after Lilo and Stitch characters. So, right. yeah, my wife's that crazy. Makes sense. It does. All right. Well, let's get into it. Do you uh, have you ever have you ever been stalked in your life? Unfortunately, no. I, I, I have. keep hoping a woman will stalk me, but no. Well, it's not. It's not fun. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's good. There are. There is good stalking. I assume, you know. Uh, but I have been. I have had a person stalk me, and it was through work. Ooh. And it was uh, for a long time. It was anonymous until I finally figured out who it was, and then I was able to stop it. But this person would level complaints against me anonymously. They would sabotage some of my work. They would um, they uh, flattened the tires on my car one time, and I couldn't. You know, for a while I couldn't figure. It seemed random at yeah. first, like, "Wow, this is weird." But then it all started adding up, and I got. I finally put two and two together and realized this is a coordinated attempt by a person. Yeah. So. That's a single person. I can't imagine those th- this what we're talking about here this this mob community well, or gang stalking. Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of thing I think a lot of people, you know, we make the jokes like I just did about, you know, ooh, yes, I want to be stalked by a hot chick. Um that's not usually how it goes. If you're stalked by <laughs> oh. someone, it's not it's like fatal attraction with her, but you know, you you find your your rabbit boiling in your in your stove. Yeah, would you want to be <laughs> glint it, close? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you really want to be stalked by her? And that no, movie? no, she That'd was a nightmare, batshit. Um, but I mean, and that's kind of what you know, because we all make the jokes like I just did. But like I said, I mean, it is a scary thing once you really are stalked. And I mean, because people don't think about the fact, especially a female, you know, in a lot of ways, who there's a male that's you know wants to do bad things. And, you know, they're stalking them. So, but this case, it's more of rather than one person. This is hundreds, multiple people. In different cities, yeah. all over the world, in your neighborhood. Um, I'll tell you, re- researching this, when I was going on runs, I swear, like, you know, I'm looking at cars, like, who's, you know, who's, you know. There's a YouTube, there's a me, YouTube like, channel oh. of a guy in Canada who is, uh, who believes he's he's being gang stalked. Yeah. And he videotapes. During the day, as he rides his bike or as he goes for a walk or and all these different things. And, you know, to me, it seems from my perspective, I think he's a bit on the paranoid side, honestly, because a lot of the stuff he shows that he thinks is people, you know, doing things to him. um, I don't see it. However, on the other side, and you'll probably go into this, a lot of these gang stalker, stalkers believe that uh, stuff that's being done to them is through this brainwave activity thing. People are feeding them thoughts, feeding them ideas, 
uh, invading their like their their mental space and everything, which I you can't prove or disprove. See, and actually, that's something I never ran into in my research. Most of the stuff that I got was the psychological side of once they get you, you know, they get you on the thought of worrying about it. Now, all of a sudden, you see it everywhere. No, I ran into this. I ran into it several times where uh, several of the victims, uh, and and I watched a roundtable with about uh, six guys who full on believe that the people who are stalking, and they, they believe it was the government. Are feeding or using brainwave technology? See, I got some of the stuff where I was reading about sound wave technology, but I never saw the brainwave. This is brainwave technology where they're feeding them thoughts and feeding them ideas and 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 giving because they're like, I would never think this, or the, or they would start a thought and it would be completed for them. This is what they're claiming, and then it would be like that's something I would never think. Yeah, see, and like I said, I never came across that. Like I said, I came across Soundwave. Well, this sound goes, waves, this, this using... gang stalking goes all over the map. Oh, yeah. It's all over the map. So let's start with what you found. So some of the stuff I found, this is one, it's J.B. Crockett. Um, he, he's a writer who wrote, uh, James Crockett, who wrote an article back in 2019 where he was talking about this, and he really explains this. Gang stalking is an umbrella term describing a series of techniques utilized by a group to instill mental instability within a victim with the intent to discredit, sabotage, harass, extort, and even drive a victim to suicide. A victim of gang stalking can have their reputation, credibility, careers, relationships, entire life put into ruins. Techniques such as mind games, perception manipulation, organized stalking, covert harassment, constant surveillance, and possibly electronic harassment are used to push a victim to mental instability. So that's kind of how they define it. You know, is it's basically, you know, the whole idea of pushing people to a certain point that is just, you know, right, mentally destroying them. Yeah, and I think it also, I I think it goes along with, you know, on on a lower level, like if you go into... um, like at the school system, it's the same as like a group bullying. Yeah. Where you you become the outcast. Yeah. Well, you see it all the time on Facebook where all of a sudden someone becomes the outcast and then all of a sudden everybody's sending them messages from different Facebook accounts and posting stuff on their page. Right. And but even before and, that, when I was in school, that, yeah, there, was in school. None, there was none of that. And I would, I was never the victim of it, fortunately, but I know that there would be somebody who would be in the, in the end group and suddenly they're in the outside of the end group, right? Yeah. And there's all sorts of rumors, and everyone's saying, oh, "Oh, immediately rumors about them." They and 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 discrediting, you know, them as a person, mm-hmm. and they and then they would, you know, outright ignore them, and whisper, whisper. You know, you'd walk down the hall, there'd be a little pack of three people. They would start whispering and looking, and it, it creates a paranoia. It does, and that is really the, the origins of gang stalking. Is it really? It starts off with that when we were younger, where you had that whole thing because we didn't have internet. We didn't have all this to really use all this technology, but now with this technology, you can take that high school, you know, schoolyard bullying of, you know, you're in the in-group or you're not in the in-group to just destroying a person to a whole new level with internet and with, you know, you know, like the, the thing you played in the beginning where the lady was talking about where she found cameras in her house and all of that. Yeah, and that I mean, was a fascinating piece of that lady because she... Uh, did not believe in this. She had no idea what was going on. And she would come home every day, and all of her windows would be open to the exact same level. 
her lights would either be all on or all off. All the drawers in the house would be pulled out to the exact same mm-hmm. level. And then, yeah, she found a camera in her kid's room, and she had no idea what was going on. And it's one of those things, that's what they'll do, is they'll do just do little things where all of a sudden you walk in the house and you're like... This wasn't, wasn't that picture there? Yeah, this wasn't how it was when I left. But it's not enough to like want to call the cops and say someone was in my house, but it's enough to think, am I going crazy? Yeah, and it's, a, all of a, sudden, it's a total mind F. The next day you come back and it's like, it's moved just a little bit more. But it's just enough that you're like, huh. Well, it's a form of gaslighting, too. Yes. Uh, and if a lot and that's of, another word that I came up, come up with a lot. Yeah, it's definitely a form of gaslighting, which we get all the time in the media and, and through, uh, the, I'll just say, the elite as they propagandize us. Yep. The, uh, the gaslighting comes from a movie. Back, It's an old movie and where a, a guy is slowly driving his wife insane by turning down the, the gas lights in the house slowly and she starts saying hey isn't it a little darker in here than it was no 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 it's fine it's fine mm-hmm. and he just tells her everything's fine she's not noticing anything and he basically slowly drives her crazy because he just keeps dimming and dimming and dimming the lights and and she can't quite figure it out what's going on and everyone acts like everything's normal but her yeah kind of a truman show kind of thing mm-hmm. but yeah gaslight the other thing i found is um to go along with that line is two of the things that happened, two terms that I came across that I had never heard before. Well, the first one, smear came smear campaign. I've heard of that, yes. obviously. And that's one of the first things that happens or that these people believe happens is that uh, everybody turns on them because of a smear campaign, whether it be a cyber smear, whether it be a work smear campaign, whether it be in the neighborhood, whether it be at your church or your religious group or whatever, everyone starts talking bad about you, and it's co- it's a coordinated event called a smear campaign. Which to- smear campaign's been out for a year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we see that in, in politics all the time. We see it in... If you want to get somebody out of something, you just mm-hmm. start a smear campaign yeah. because it puts them on the defensive. I the mean, one- you want to have fun, go back and look at Ben Franklin. Benjamin Franklin actually had a yearly almanac where he made fun of the same dude for like... 40 years in this yearly almanac. Just to discredit him. Just to discredit him. For like 40, and basically at one point, it's like, you're just... Now you're overkill. You're overkill now, but it's it's funny to look back and see the history of smear campaigning. It's been around since the dawn of time. Now, had you heard of this term called the uh, flying monkeys? No. Okay, so this is another term that's identified with this how it starts. So they start with the smear campaign and then they send out what they call flying monkeys. And it's an actual term. I looked it up. I had never, I have heard of it in In the the wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. So what it is, or the phrase monkeys might fly out my butt. (laughs) So flying monkeys, this is according to Wikipedia and it's, and I'm not a big Wikipedia fan, but I, I, everything, all the research that I looked into, they really did a good job. Uh, I thought on this one, putting it into concise terms. Flying monkeys is a term used in popular psychology, mainly in the context of narcissistic abuse, to describe people who act on behalf of a narcissist a narcissist towards a third party, usually okay. for an abusive purpose. Uh, it, for example, smear campaign. It also refers to, uh, has been referred to people who act on behalf of psychopath for a similar purpose. And then you go down here. The flying monkey can be anyone or a flying monkey can be anyone who believes 
the narcissist's fake persona, including the narcissist's spouse, child, friend, sibling, neighbor, or cousin. Tactics. Flying Monkey does the narcissist's bidding to inflict additional torture on the target. May consist of spying, spreading gossip, threatening, painting the narcissist as a victim, and the target as a perpetrator. Despite this, the narcissist does not hesitate to make the flying monkeys his or her scapegoats when and if needed. Yes. Flying monkeys may make it seem like the narcissist is not really involved, and they likely have no idea that they're being used. Multiple flying monkeys act as mobbing force against the victim. So, so basically, it's you getting somebody else to do your bidding. So this sounds like a lot like, you know, and, and the thing that, you know, I really looked into was the fair game. So have you heard the, fair, the, the phrase fair game? Yes. So that comes from Scientology. So, oh, it does? Yes. I, where I, Scientology would basically... I did not know that. They would label somebody as fair game because they'd done something against Scientology. And then Elron. Mr. Hubbard. Or, or LRH, as they call him, if you if you go into the Scientology stuff, it's really annoying when they say that. But right. L. Ron Hubbard, he would send out his flying monkeys, which was his, you know, his Scientology people. His, his lower minions. His lower minions to go gang stalk anyone who said or did anything against the, you know, the religion. And they would call these people would be labeled as fair game. So anybody who stepped away, like right I now, Leah, Leah think, Remini is fair game. When we did our our uh, series on cults, I can definitely see this happening. People who left, like um, children of God, children of God, or uh, some of the Jack Mormons, the Mormons who leave. Yep, I, I've I've heard and read stories and talked to actual Mormons who were like back in the day when Utah was truly owned by the Mormons yes. when they when they owned everything. If you left the Mormon church or no longer participated, you couldn't do business there. there I, I was fired for a company when they found out that I was a Jack Mormon. But but there I mean there were times when like if you were there, you had to move away because you couldn't go to the bank. They would not you were oh, yeah. and persona which non grata. Gang, which is a form of gang stalking. Which like right. I said, in in Scientology they called them fair game. So um, the other term I've, used, I've seen quite a bit is uh, targeted individual. I saw that TIs. all over the... So the, of the, the estimated 10,000 people worldwide who identify as victims, that's what they call themselves, TIs. Yeah, TI, targeted individuals. Targeted individuals. So, but like I said, with, the, with Mormons, I have seen it. Like I said, when I was... I worked for a company that had no problems, had glowing reviews, and then something came up in a conversation where they found out my entire family was Mormon but I did not practice the religion. Right. And I was fired within a week after. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, I did come across this. I thought this was interesting because it ties into a lot of the things we've talked about. A lot of this, that's why I found this really fascinating because it really ties into a lot of things we've talked about. Oh, it does. It goes on a lot of the religious stuff, a lot of religion and cults is where a yeah. lot of this comes into. So this is from Psychology Today. And it's a great article. I'm going to put it in. It's called Gang Stalking, Real Life Harassment, or Textbook Paranoia. And in this article, it says, a recent New York Times article detailed another real-life case of, quote, cyber-stalking and in-person surveillance by employees at eBay. And, yes, a few real events in history, such as, and, and I, I love how they kind of, notice how they sort of, like, just sort of kind of, by, it sort of kind of slide this in, but mm -hmm. they don't 
they don't give it much credence. You know, it's like, and, oh, and yes, there are a few events in history, such as the CIA's MK Ultra Mind Control Program and the FBI's Cointelpro Surveillance Program of the 50s have occurred, just as the modern-day mass manipulation of human behavior through social media is a reality in which we all now live. And then they go on. And it's like, yeah, there's some stuff that happened, some kind of things back then. Yada, yada. But... That's gang stalking. Yeah. It's paranoia. Um, and there seems to be a lot of that. They really poo-poo a lot of it with stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that kind of happened. Well, I do, because of, because of the angle that I came out on this, I did find a lot of reason for that um, concern. Yeah. Uh, primarily, most mental health experts almost unanimously see gang stalking as some form of delusional paranoia. And I'm going to refer to, I found this really fascinating, this is from California. It's called Advocacy for Humankind, Testimonies of Coordinated Stalking by Multiple Persons from California Residents and Former California Residents. So there's testimonies of 90 people who claim that they have been gang stalked. And so what it is, so it starts in 2019, and here's how this thing works. And I'm going to put it in the show notes because it's, it's a pretty interesting read if you want to go through it. They ask you your name, which has been blocked out, what city you are, and then they ask this series of questions, and you're supposed to respond. One of them is, please, please write a brief summary of your experience with co- coordinated stalking only. And then these guys put their their experience in there. Then it says, please describe your experience if or when you reported the crimes to the law enforcement. And then they respond. And this was the one that I found the most interesting. Please describe your experience of being misdiagnosed by, again, listen to the question. Please describe your experience of being misdiagnosed by mental health professionals if applicable. That's not leading at all. Not at all. Instead of saying, hey, Describe your experience of being diagnosed by a mental health. No, it's being misdiagnosed. So they're already leading it. So I went through all of these. And here's some of the here's just some of the responses I found for the police. So whether it was reported and their uh, experience with the cops and or their diagnosis. So like this first one, describe your experience with the police. I didn't file a report. And mind you, they go through this long thing about how they've been gang stalked. And then the the diagnosis, I was misdiagnosed as being delusional, paranoid, bipolar disorder, schizophrenic disorder, and being hypervigilant. I was taking psychotropic medications, and it hasn't made a difference. Okay, uh, that's just one, right? No big deal. So it happens. Here's another one. Uh, Have you been misdiagnosed by mental health professionals? I was forced into mental health rehab for a week for no reason. I was feeling ill and still diagnosed as fine and, uh, and sane once I left the rehab. I have a whole notebook of misdiagnoses. <laughs> uh, continuing down, have you been misdiagnosed by mental health professionals? Yes. Haven't submitted anything. Never called the cops. And it just goes, it, it goes on and on. And there's, there's a couple where it's like, you know, they're like, no. Uh, haven't been misdiagnosed. This, so I went to the hospital for a well ne- welfare or a wellness check, 
and was diagnosed as paranoid and schizophrenic over and over and over again. So what do you take from that? There is a common theme, I have to say. There's a common theme of, here's another one. Yes, I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, and my medication costs $2,500 a month. Um, but yeah, Yes, I've been diagnosed with schizophrenia by the state of California. I was forced to take harmful medications. I'm just saying, it's a common theme. It is, but, I mean, in on my side of that, looking at everything that I've read, that's what they're going for. They want to basically go in and they go in ways that it's hard for you to prove that you're right. It makes you look crazy. I mean, how many movies have we seen where that's the whole purpose with the, like, there's somebody stalking me and they're like, you're a nutball. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you seem crazy. So it's kind of one of those things that are they all crazy or are some of them right? Some of them might be. But that's the whole point. If they make it seem like you're crazy, nobody's going to believe you, so no one's going to check, and they keep getting away with it. I, I found this as well. Uh, th- this, is some, this is a pretty fascinating breakdown of some, some of the things that have happened as a result of this mindset. Um, so uh, Aaron Alexis, who was a 34-year-old who believed he was suffering from ultra-low-frequency attacks, uh, being gang-stalked, yep. he killed 12 people with a shotgun at a Washington Navy Yard in 2013. Myron May, 31 years old, believed he was being targeted and gang-stalked, shot three people at Florida State University before dying in a shootout with the police. There was this guy who... Uh, and they didn't give his name, but he believed that he had been had a, a tracker and a small chip implanted in him, and he did self surgery on his back to remove a, remove a bump that he believed was microchipped. And what was it? What's that? What was it? A microchip? We don't know. Nobody knows. Mm. He uh, he had to go to the hospital to to get it all fixed up, and we don't know if he pulled anything out or not. Uh, also. Tar- uh, just targeted justice counts 201 court cases involving targeted individuals. Many of them are against city, state, or federal agencies. Uh, but none of, as far as I could find, none of them were found to be factual. No, they were almost all thrown out or couldn't prove what they were claiming. Well, and you just said it right there, couldn't prove. Right. I mean, there's been multiple times proven that if you have a laptop, there's been hackers can get in and turn on your camera. There's no doubt about that. You know, which, it's not just I mean, hackers. The, the government can do yeah, that. Yeah, the government can do it. So if the government's gang stalking you, hmm, they can do it. So there is a, there is a website uh, for targeted individuals. And I tried to go to it, but there, you want to talk about on the paranoid side. I mean,. You cannot get into this unless you fill out this big long form and go into uh, through their secret door or whatever. I didn't. I was like, no, I'm not doing. It. They're asking me to give them all the all my information to get in the back their little secret door because they're all paranoid. But I'm paranoid that they're going to have my information. Yeah. So, so I was Which like, is- so I was like, no thanks. You guys, you guys are if you're if you're worried about all of this, why are you asking for all this information? But. I did get a screenshot of one of uh, they have a um, a guideline for 
how to deal with this and how to take care of uh, business if you feel you're being targeted. And I thought this was interesting and telling. One of them is do not, and not, the N-O-T is in all caps, do not visit a psychiatrist. Do not. Uh, The ESMC, Electronic Stalking and Mind Control, assailants want targets to go to psychiatrists knowing that the doctors will diagnose targets as schizophrenic or paranoid. Like I said, yeah. That's the whole point. If you can, if the the second, because here's the problem. Yeah, but isn't that a, but, but is, but there are, we live in a, we live in an area that is rampant on the streets with schizophrenics Mm -hmm. and paranoid people. Who do believe like they're you know people are speaking to them that everybody's watching them they're the ones that you know, they live on the streets but and they rant their, and rave and everything which I'm not saying anything against them don't you think they need some help they do need some help but here's the thing with someone who's being gang stalked if all of a sudden I tell you I'm being gang stalked and everything else and you look at my background and you see that I went to a doctor and a doctor said that I was schizophrenic oh you're not being gang stalked you're just having a schizophrenic episode. So the best way to discredit someone who's bl- accusing of being gang stalked is to make people believe that they're schizophrenic. Because the second you see that in their background, I'm not going to believe the word you say about but, it. But what? So according to that, what we're saying then is that a, a trained professional, a trained counselor, a trained psychiatrist couldn't tell the difference between schizophrenia because you feel you're being gang stalked and paranoia and like reality and or a, an actual diagnosis. Yeah, I'm saying they couldn't. Because the problem is, is the way that the gang stalking is developed is with the sound waves, with your hearing things that aren't that nobody else can hear, or you're hearing things that are only directed at you. It's been proven already that they have sound they have sound weapons that they could shoot you right now and not me. And you're having the, the effects from the sound waves, but I'm not, so of course you're crazy. Some of the symptoms of targeted individuals, <laughs> and there's a lot of them. There's a ton of them. But oh, some yeah. of the ones I found interesting were that they often report headaches, red eyes, frequent, sleeping. frequent direct pain, and toothaches. That's and so I, 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 took, I took a look at that, and I'm like, well, if you're, if you're paranoid, A, and or delusional, and or schizophrenic, you're not sleeping much. No. So you're going to have headaches and definitely red eyes. Uh, frequent direct pain, I, you know, I, I don't know about that. And, and toothaches, probably because you're not brushing your teeth and you're probably grinding your teeth and you're probably... You know, or from the sound wave attacks. I'm just I'm, look. I'm looking at it from from one side. I know, and I'm looking at it from the other. I'm so, just saying. I mean, as the thing is, a lot of things that you're explaining too could be from the sound wave attacks. I mean, honestly, from reading all this stuff, I was getting worried because I was sitting on the toilet yesterday and I could hear this weird beeping noise and I couldn't figure out what it was. I still can't figure out what it was. It's a weird beep in my house. Nobody else can hear it but me. But you can only hear it when you're sitting on the toilet in my bathroom. I I mean I do I'm think being it's, gang I do think it's dangerous though to tell a group of people who are already having problem. Like you're this group that's supposedly helping them to me seems to be almost cultish because I, I looked into and I watched a couple of meetings. There's some YouTube videos of meetings and there's these leaders. There's several different leaders that uh, have these support groups for gang stalking and stuff. And it seems to be very insular. And, I, and my alarm bells went off. 
-hmm. because they were basically saying, you can't trust anybody but me. Right? And you're only safe right here. And to me, that was... Yeah, that sounded a little too creepy for me. Well, here's the the, the hardest part with this, is this is one of the things, because like going from my side of looking at it, is the fact that I am one that is huge in the belief of mental health is something that we need. Uh, exactly. Me too. We definitely need. In fact, I'm supposed to do an American, or what, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Next month, I'm supposed to do a walk for them. And it's one of those things that I'm huge into you know, mental health and everything like that. But here's the problem that I always see with the gang stalking and doing my research is that is what they're going for. Is they're trying to, it's like we've seen in many movies where all of a sudden they push someone to that point that they're having a mental breakdown that they're associating with schizophrenia and everything else when really it's either our government or somebody else who is literally pushing these people to that point. I mean, it's one of those things that there, there have been documented cases of, you know, and I, I know Scientology is the one that I focus on because there's documented cases of them doing this. They've done it to the, the Danny Masterson from um, that 70s show. show and from The Ranch where he got taken off the ranch because of the accusations of him, you know, being inappropriate with women. There is cases and documented proof that the, the his accusers, because he's a member of Scientology, were gang-stalked by members by Scientology to get them to shut up. And there's documented proof that this happened. But then a lot of people look at them and say, oh, they're just crazy and they're trying to get a buck by suing Danny Masterson. There's other cases of, you know, people who've left Scientology and been what they Scientology calls squirrels, mm-hmm. which a squirrel is somebody who has left Scientology but is still teaching and still believes the teaching of, of L. Ron Hubbard, but doesn't believe in paying the money, so they start teaching his teachings on the side. So they're called squirrels. Where these people have been, it's been documented, they've been gang-stalked by the, you know, Scientology. But it, without, without the proof, there's one guy that I, I was reading about who, until he had proof, everyone just kept saying, oh, you're crazy, you're a schizo. You're, you you have all these issues, you know, and sorry for anyone who's schizophrenic. I don't mean, the, you know, schizo is being derogatory, but that's what they were saying to him. But, you know, you're this person that you're having all these things and you, you have mental illness that needs to be taken care of. But then all of a sudden he was able to provide actual video of these people showing up and actually gang stalking and doing exactly what he said. And they're like, oh, oops, I guess we were wrong. So I want to read this to you real quick and get your uh, get your take on this. So this is also uh, from Psychology Today. This is a psychologist who's writing this. He's he's talking specifically about about gang stalking. He says first, there's the unbelievably vast extent of what's claimed, right? Fleets of black SUVs with tinted windows, persecutors in disguise on every street corner, the futuristic secret technology being deployed from God knows where. Second, there's the lack of any obvious or credible motive for the persecution. Why would the CIA be devoting considerable resources to keep an average Joe under constant surveillance for years on end? Uh, note that paranoia and grandiosity and exaggerated sense of self-importance often go hand in hand. Third, the persecu- persecutory experience continue regardless of attempts to escape or relocate, including when hospitalized in the inpatient psychiatry ward and are contradicted by acquaintances or family and friends living in close proximity. 
And so by process of elimination, as well as recognition as a textbook case, paranoid delusions often offer the best explanation for most for most gang stalking claims. What say you? I say exactly what I've just said is basically that's the whole goal is if I can make it look like you're having a paranoid delusion, then I'm never going to get caught. No one's going to look at the fact that we really are gang stalking you. But a lot of these a lot of these people believe their local police are in on it, their family's in on it, their friends are in on it. That's a lot of the government's in on it. Their workplace is in on it. Like there's so there's a fine line there. But my view is, how how could that be? How how do they all coordinate? How do they coordinate their time? How do they coordinate who does what? How do they coordinate? Because they're all from different walks of life. How did they all get together? And and how do they communicate? And how do they dole out the time and the duties to stalk you? Well, and that's the thing that I have to say. There are many cases, like you said. I mean, there are going to be cases that are like with anything, that are really are mental mental you know issues uh people that have mental issues people that need mental help there are going to be those cases because in those cases i really do agree that any of the ones where they're talking about like the entire police force is or everything else yeah there's probably some mental illness there but how how hard would it be if you could get someone to believe that you're being gang stalked that once the paranoia starts setting in that they start believing it's everybody that all of a sudden, if I could gang stalk you enough to think that people are watching you, how hard would it be for me to get you to a point that you actually believe that your family's in, in on it? And that's it. If I could get you to that point that you think people, as they're walking on your bus, they're like, oh, this guy's watching me. This guy's been riding the bus for six stops, and he hasn't got off yet. Why hasn't he got off? Why is he still sitting there? Is he watching me? Is he, is he monitoring me? Oh, he, this guy just got on, and now they, they, they're, they're, they're winking at each other. You know, whatever. You know, oh, this cop's been following me for two blocks. You know, how long does it take before that paranoia well, I think you also starts can, taking I, you too far? I think you can also create your own reality. Yes. And I think if you believe that this is going on, you can convince yourself that everything that's going on around you is coordinated against you. Yes. You can convince yourself that somebody walking by your house is looking in your window. You can convince yourself that when you drive down the road because somebody turns their headlight on, that's a signal. You can convince yourself... Mm -hmm. That the barista at the Starbucks put something, you know, in your coffee, or or gave a wink and a nod, you know, uh, you can you can see lots of things. You can, and you can convince yourself that this stuff is that this stuff is going on. So, I think that's also a possibility that people can create their own paranoia and their own reality as to what's going on around them to make puzzle the pieces of the puzzle connect for their you know their i don't know uncomfortableness or their yeah because look, I'll, I'll put it this way let's say you watch the first time you watched a really a really scary movie right mm-hmm. like when you're in you're in junior high when you you had you were pretty much had your you know you knew your surroundings you knew your home you knew your parents, you knew all your friends, and you watched, I don't know, The Shining or the Love Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something, and it scared the flip out of you. You're in your own home. You know everybody who's there, 
but you are in a closet with the lights on or you're under your bed because you've created that fear in your life, right? Yes. You hear something coming up the stairs, most likely mom or dad or brother, sister or whatever, could be the dog, but it freaks you out. Never freaked you out before. Never freaked you out before. But because you watched a movie and it messed with your mind, all of a sudden everything's scary. That The creak of the bed, the, the the tap on the window of you know a branch, um, lights flickering for or, or whatever, it you're on edge and you create yes. that sort of paranoia. Yeah, and, and no, I agree with that. But I mean, the thing is, is though, just because like I I was saying, if just because you've created that paranoia doesn't mean that there wasn't something there to start it. What put that seed in place? Could have been a movie, or could it be that you actually are being gang stalked, but 50% of what you actually think is gang stalking is completely in your own brain that you've created, but really the origins of it started somewhere. And that's the thing. I mean, you brought it up watching the horror movie. What if there is no horror movie? It actually is somebody gang stalking you and stalking you and a group stalking you. But because they've gotten you to this level of paranoia, that that level, you start seeing things that aren't there because of the stuff that really is. And that's where I think it comes into. But there's a fine line there of where does it become, you know, this, the, the, the schizophrenia or the delusions or, you know, anything like that. Where does that line take place where all of a sudden it goes from being something that's real to something that's not? Well, and where does it become a self-perpetuated machine? Yeah. So... If I believe I'm, if I truly believe in my mind, and I, and I'm in that space where I'm being gang stalked, and I'm looking for support, I'm looking for help, right? Yes. So I I, I find these groups, and ninety nine percent of them are online. Oh yeah. And they go into these forums, and instead of being challenged on it or having to explain it, these you're immediately accepted, mm-hmm. no questions asked, and your stories are completely accepted and affirmed and so then it becomes this sort of circle logic where it's like it's happened to yes. me no it happened to me oh and it happened to me yes that happened to me and then it becomes almost a one-up thing i noticed this in some of these i was yes. reading several of these chat rooms somebody would come in and go oh you'll never guess what happened today you know uh i had three ladies walk by who did this and then they go through their day and then somebody else comes in that's terrible but guess what happened to me? And then it becomes this one-up thing. And everybody chimes in and says, oh, yeah, that's awful. And, and we feel – and so it becomes almost a, you know, like it's a self-affirming delusion it is. That, that people can dive into. And then everybody – you get affirmation for it, right? And then that perpetuates the situation. And it becomes this machine that feeds itself. And it then now you're looking for it even more. You're reading more into everything, and you're like, "Hey, that guy over there, he's got all this. To go. Maybe that's happening to me too. I'm gonna, maybe I am getting brainwave, uh, you know, thoughts and stuff. I'm gonna have to but pay attention to this now. When you didn't think about it before, this could happen in everything. I mean, one of the, the the best examples to use is two men that have been married for years. Is how many times has something happened where something was true in the past? We made a mistake in the past. But then all of a sudden, once that mistake is known, 
Now everything is put into question. The time that we talked to that one girl, that waitress, we were too nice to that waitress. That must mean we got something going on inside. We did this. We did that. We did this. This girl we've talked to, we talked to them on the phone, you know, all the time. So maybe something's going on there. And it's the same kind of thing where once the paranoia sets in and there's that little grain, it can grow. And I think that's where the gang stalking really gets its power is really in a lot of ways. It could be two or three people that are gang stalking you online. But once you start seeing the pattern, now all of a sudden you start looking for it more and you see patterns that don't actually exist. But what would be the difference then between being ganged up on on Facebook, which I've had that when I was on Facebook, I had that happen. Yeah. There, what's the difference between being ganged up on? Because in Facebook, I had, you know, whatever, 5,000 quote friends. I was at the yeah. limit and I didn't know 90% of them. It was because of my persona and personality that they came in and befriended me, right? Yes. And so occasionally I would post something and then you get ganged up on. And it's by people you don't know and it could be their friends and they come in and they pile on. And yeah, you feel you're like it you know, it you're like, "Wow, oh man, I didn't know everybody felt this way. This is really crazy." And then the pile on continues and sometimes you get personal messages, you know, like you're a tool and you're terrible and you know, blah 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 whatever. You're like, and you feel like it's coming from everywhere when in reality it's just on Facebook and it became I'll just say mob viral yes. for a lack of better terms. What's the difference between being mob ganged up on and being gang stalked. Because the mob ganging up on is more direct. That's going to be like, I'm coming directly at you saying, you're a tool shed. Why are you doing this? But if Where the, the, the gang stalking is going to be more of like the one lady that we had you had in the, the, the very beginning where she comes home and things are moved. The drawers are open. It's, it's a mental but if I have a, but if I have psychological mess. If I have you. a proclivity to being ner- on the nervous side, right? Or, or slightly paranoid, and I get mob ganged up on on Facebook, and I don't know these people, I don't know where they're from, and I don't know who they are, and I leave my home and I go out into the world, I could easily get into the mindset of they all know who I am, and I don't know who they are, and oh man, that guy that cut me off, he could be one of them. You could, but he's... That, a- that, you know, that, the, the guy over there who's parked across the street sitting in his car... Maybe and you know, probably having his lunch break or whatever. I've never seen him before, and mm-hmm. he ain't moving. He must be one of them too. And you could easily maybe get they're down closing in. You could get down that road, but I mean, a lot of times, what I've seen and most stuff I've read on gang stalking, there's no way to prove it. Where you can show, like, look, these people came at me. Where usually times with gang stalking, you have nothing. There's no messages from a direct person. There's nothing like that. It's just random. Like, you have weird things that you can't quite explain. To a point that it starts to push you to a point that you mentally start to lose it. Where all of a sudden, like, am I, is this really happening or am I actually insane? Right. And that's, and that's, where that's what I, I've that, seen a lot but of. I, and that's where I do have a problem where in these groups, they are like, do not go to a doctor. Do not go to a psychiatrist. Do not go get help. Because I, in the real world, for, go a, for, for years, I worked at the... Uh, a state hospital in, in or at Oregon State Hospital in the suicide ward for uh, for adolescents and, and also a slight for a short time with the adults. But and, and I saw and worked with truly 
paranoid and schizophrenic and multiple personalities mm-hmm. and very, very depressed people. And I can see, I saw where they would go down this, it becomes a spiral. It's a spiral yes. system, right? And it's usually launched by a real event or, or sometimes delusional events, but usually something that's fairly, pretty real. Yes. And they then create their delusion or their or, or or the voices are talking to them or whatever their perceived reality and then they just they spiral down 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 pretty soon they're awarded the state and I'm helping them because they can't get out unless they get better so it would that you know that's why I think there's a fine line with this gang stalking thing and, and some of the claims are I've seen claims of gang stalkers being raped I've, uh, and and being uh, shot at and uh, cars plowing it, like people re- rear-ending them. And, and, you know, where, look, those are all horrible things. And the lady, like you said, where people came into her house and moved stuff and everything, until you get to the bottom of it, yeah, it can be a mind F, but it could also just be completely coincidental. And it could be. And that, that's what you run into is I think it's one of those things that in some of the cases you will find if you go down the rabbit hole and I mean, do the research on these, you're going to find that a lot of these, it really is. It's a coincidence that they just read way too much into. All right. We got about three minutes left. So let's shift gears and let's go into our person, what, what you actually. So we were actually playing roles there. Yes. I, I was playing the protagonist and, uh, and, and coming at it from a, I'll just say a more clinical perspective of this gang stalking i'd like to know your actual real thoughts on this because you we looked at it all week long we got down some major rabbit holes what are your actual thoughts on all of this my thoughts are in a lot of ways does it exist yes it happens is it as rampant as everyone says no i think most i would say 60 uh, probably more than that 75 80 percent of these are people that need mental help um but there are cases that, yes, you can find proof that there are cases that these exist. But that's, like I said, you know, kind of in my argument a little bit, I do kind of believe that some of these cases, they very much so try to make this so that there's no way to prove any of it. So it makes you look insane. Um, it makes it look like that you have a mental health issue. But I do feel that a majority of these cases really are mental health issues. I have to absolutely look. I think it's real. I, 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 not whole cloth. I did find there's a, a, a study that was done by a guy, a Dr. Sheridan, and he was a, a, a cl- clinician and, and a psychiatrist. And in his study, he found, and he studied a lot of stalking claims, and he found out that 96% of them were judged to be real. That's staggering. That's a staggering amount of reality there, 96%. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I do think that there are those who claim it who are on the paranoid and delusional side and, and, so, and, and true schizophrenic, and they need help. Yes. I think there are those out there who are preying on these people by the groups that claim to be helping like I and said, I these, lead, of these leaders are, of yeah. these these leaders of these groups are doing a disservice, and they should be called out because it's taking away from those who are actually going through it. 
I, I wrote a couple of things down. Why people do this? Why, what are the motives of, of gang stalking? And I think it's important that you know this in your life. Uh, one of them is that there are people out there, whether it be the government, whether it be your family, whether it be friends, whether it be where you work, it doesn't matter. But there are people out there who uh, crave control and love to have power over others. And if you show that you have a proclivity to being uh, weak or uh, passive or um, you know somebody who's prone to this, they have a they have like a sixth sense and they will hone in on you and they will exploit you. Life is a game to these kind of people. And 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 you're you are the pawn. And they it's it's the same thing with with people who abuse. Yes. They know who to abuse and how to abuse them and how to groom them. And I think the same thing is true in this gang stalking. I absolutely believe it's real. I think a lot of it is overblown. I think a lot of it, it I think it, it definitely happens. But then you do go down the rabbit hole and then everything becomes gang stalking. Like everything, which is probably not the case. But that's what they want to do to you. They want to, to basically lock you down. They want to scare you. They want to keep you. Uh, they get pleasure out of watching you overreact to whatever it is they think, you know, th that you think is going on. Most of this are run by narcissists. I came across this time and time again in my research. Narcissists love this game, they love this game. Hey, guess who runs cults? Guess who runs a lot of these uh, a, a lot of these businesses and a lot of our law enforcement at top levels, CIA and everything? Total narcissists. Yes, and they love playing games with you and I. So, I do believe it. Ha it's never happened to me, which I find amazing because of all the topics and everything we we, we that we yeah. cover and, and the stuff that we put out there and all the websites I visit and all the books that I buy and everything. So I've never been targeted, which I find fascinating. And, and or if I am, I'm oblivious to it, and it's pissing them off. So I love that even more. That does make it even funner. <laughs> so I mean, we said this last week. If you feel you've been the victim of gang stalking, we'd love to hear your story. Yes, we'd love to hear your story. We're not going to poo-poo it. We're not going to uh, talk down, talk you know, down to you about it. Because it's your, it's it is your experience, it's not ours, and just because I haven't experienced it, and because Brand, have you experienced it? No. Yeah, I've been piled on. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I've actually been ganged on by not in the fun way. by people in you know on the cyber cyber side of things, and and back in the school days, everybody went through that. Yes. We all know how it feels, and I so I think a lot of people are lonely. I think a lot of people hide in electronics. And so I think, you know, I think you need to just get out and get some fresh air. Get out yes. and, and get out and live life. Don't let those things bother you. Now, if it's something physical, like the lady at the beginning where she's talking about they've been in her house and everything, report it to the cops. Yes. Don't take get no for, don't take no for an answer. Take photographic proof. 
um, set up traps, you know, set, set up cameras, set up, do, do whatever you need to do to, uh, and don't let them tell you you're crazy. You just gotta, you gotta be persistent. You gotta prove it. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean you're wrong. Right. Well, okay, that's it uh, for us this week. I'll be with you on the midweek podcast, and I'm looking forward to that. And we will be back. Uh, well, you know, I won't be here next week. No, that's right. Yeah. So, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, so Brandon will be with you next week. You got me all alone. Yeah. Uh-oh. So it's a weird time of year where we're both kind of busy doing this and that, but we'll yeah. always have a show. I'll be with you midweek. Brandon will be back on Sunday. And then you get me midweek after that. So so let me know. Bonus then time. Send me an email. Send me you know, a message on Instagram. Tell me what you want to hear about. So, um, Otherwise, you're just going to get one of my crazy thoughts. Yeah. Down the RH at ProtonMail.com. That's how you get a hold of us. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for listening. I'm Big D. I'm Brandon Valentine. And I'll see you on Wednesday. See you later.